A closed members-only meeting was held by the Pantego Creek LLC Tuesday night to determine whether or not they'd take legal action against Vidant Health for their decision to close the Pungo Hospital. Serve to maintain the identity and viability of Pungo District Hospital, irregardless of ability to pay. That's their contract. A closed members-only meeting was held by the Pantego Creek LLC Tuesday night to determine whether or not they'd take legal action against Vidant Health for their decision to close the Pungo Hospital. Serve to maintain the identity and viability of Pungo District Hospital, irregardless of ability to pay. That's their contract. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hi, guys. How are you? It's <laughs> It's been a weird, weird week, man. A weird week, but let me get into that in a bit. But if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. Check out more of that site. The updated calendar constantly being updated and calendared. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. The second way you can listen is if you want to be more participant, if you want to be part of the live chat, you got to click that click that box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X, M-I-X, I can't speak tonight, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can sign in using a Facebook address, and that will put you into the live chat. We have a, a few listeners tonight. Actually, we got a bunch. A lot of people aren't signed. Just listen. It's fine. You could just listen at your leisure. And the third way you can be listening to this show is if you cannot listen live to our live broadcast, because that's how we always broadcast, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show available through iTunes and Google Play, finally. So as I always do, I start my show off kind of the same way. I was thinking about changing it. I always think about changing it, but I'm probably never going to. This is the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And again, it's been a crazy week. Just a lot of stuff's been going on. Um, I'll bring you up to speed. They moved my surgery two days. So instead of the 29th, it's the 31st, which gives me two less days to heal, but I don't care. A lot of weird stuff. My wife's cousin is getting the exact same surgery with the exact same doctor on the exact same day. (laughs) Anyway, so that's been happening. So I went for my physical today, which I don't know why, but you know the best part about the physical? No copay. 
because it's completely 100% preventative medicine. So they don't charge you for doing what you're supposed to do. They only charge you when you broke it, essentially. So I went from a physical today, and you know they asked the typical stuff, um, how things going. And I was like, I just saw you a week ago. You know how things are going. They reweighed me. I'm gaining some weight. Not a lot, only about two or three pounds. But since I can't really move, that's been an issue. And I'm, I, I want to lose the weight. And I think I developed some kind of stomach thing. So I told my doctor about that. And he's like, let's pull some more blood. Let's let's take some more blood and see if we can test that blood. See if you get some kind of thing going on with your blood. I go, just take my blood. Doesn't even matter. So they're going to let me know the test on that. So, And, of course, the surgery next week. I just want to get it in, get it out, get it done. So, and I, I actually, the truth is, I don't know why I'm trying to feel better because the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, not so much, well, I should say the world. I mean, you know, things are, it always seems bleakest. And I, I hate to be one of these doom bringers or these, you know, people that talk about how the world is so bad. But I'll be honest, it's, I don't think the world is so bad. I think people are making the world bad. People are seeing the word bad, world bad. And they're just emphasizing it. Like, we have all these protests, you know, in Virginia and West Virginia and down the South about the, the um, I don't even know what they call themselves, the, uh, not Socialist Party, they're, whatchamacallit, they're uh, uh, nationalists. They're, they're white nationalists. Now, let me just say for the record, I'm not a big fan of Nazis. I didn't like them in Temple of Doom. I didn't like them in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't like them in Blues Brothers. I don't, Illinois Nazis. Can't stand Illinois Nazis. So I'm not a big fan of the Nazi, not even the, the, just the belief system that you're superior and everybody else is inferior. And, by all, and, and I've had this debate with other people. Um, and believe me, I'm not white. I'm part of the mud races of the neo-Nazis. Yeah, even if they're neo-Nazis. This is still America. You still have the right to say what you want to do. You really do. Now, I did learn that you can't have signs of swastikas because symbols aren't protected by free speech. Only speech is protected by free speech, which makes sense. So you can't do anything that's insightful. But I had this very long debate with a couple friends about the whole protesting the protesters. Protesting somebody isn't going to cause a problem. Uh, protesting something isn't going to cause a problem. It's when you protest the protesters that's when it causes an issue the whole you know the the girl who got killed by the car i'm not saying that's her fault at all that's completely tragic it's bullshit it should have never happened it shouldn't have happened for a bunch of reasons not the fact that the neo-nazis were marching but it happened because they were protesting the neo-nazis and then the neo-nazis upped their game and that's and it's not even a belief system that's the math of it and it's a terrible thing and again i don't blame the protesters but they do have some responsibility the neo-nazis not even the neo-nazis but the socialist party or not socialist party the uh the american i just i should have wrote it down <laughs> i should have wrote it down that's how insignificant this shit is for me i don't even write it down but they came to boston and there was a small group the group that showed up the quote unquote peace envoy the peace coalition the peace protest they were more angry than the people who were fucking that had the permit to be there and i understand that shit pisses you off i get it and you have every right in the world to say when something pisses you off but 
people, I mean, I've seen footage of the U- on YouTube and Facebook. This isn't what people are saying. I saw direct footage about people like going, screaming, this is not a place for hate. We hate Nazis. Nazis suck. But this is not a place for hate. And I'm like, you realize you're, you're kind of pissing on your own goals. I just, I don't, I just don't agree with it. I, I, it just, it's a breeding ground for more controversy. And then of course, everybody's given into it because now they, they, they're taking down statues, which I think is stupid. Why, why would you take down a statue? Statue is of a historical person. Doesn't necessarily mean you worship that person. Last time I checked, we weren't really worshiping golden calves anymore. Last time I checked. I mean, maybe we are, I don't know. But this is the most asinine thing. Robert E. Lee, statues of Robert Lee Lee, they're taking them down because they're trying to rewrite history and go, well, this is better. And it's like, if you don't remember what history was, you can't learn from it. So if you rewrite it, you're you're going backwards. Then you're never going to learn from it. And this is how insane it is because there's, an, uh, there's a football commentator on ESPN whose name is Robert Lee. They fired him. Because his name is Robert Lee. And he's Asian. <laughs> he's got... He's fucking Asian. What? And and you tell me that, you know... You tell me that Trump's insane. That's insane. It's insane. The whole thought police... It's just fascism on the other side. It's racism on the other side. And whatever you say is not... It's exactly... It. It's hate speech. And it's bullshit. And you're making it worse. And I'm trying to make the world a better place. That's why I play Powerball tonight. <laughs> I hit for $70 million. I'm going to be the biggest prick on the planet. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, no idea. I'm going to take out a full-page ad just of, of me in the most disgusting, and then put it on the, they go, you can't do that. Really? I can't? I'll buy it. I'll buy the fucking city. <laughs> 700 million bucks. I think it's up more than that, probably. But that's insane. They don't have to worry about working, ever. <laughs> I'll buy the Salem trolley, and I'll do the Scrooge shows all year long. <laughs> Which, by the way, tickets are going on sale. And literally, like two weeks, September 11th, Monday, September 11th. This year, my goodness, it's coming around the corner. And then, of course, I just locked in the venues, I believe, I put on an email, I locked down two of the venues, not all three, but the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival is coming up January 11th through 13th, 2018. Looking forward to that. Oh, so let me, uh, real quick, let me uh, say hi to my listeners. Chris is signed in, Karen signed in, and Jason is signed in. Hey, Jason, what's up? <laughs> so normally I would play a game with you guys, but I'm running a little late because uh, I have, what's this? What did, what did Karen say? Snopes, no fired. There was a dispute that Robert Lee was moved off covering a University of Virginia football game for ESPN because of the coincidence of his name. However, ESPN intent appeared to be the desire to avoid prompting a ridicule for the public offense. I don't, I don't know what this is. What is it? Yeah, he was fired. Yeah, he wasn't fired because he was doing a bad job. He was fired because of his name. Say it all. You can say it all you want. You can say, yep, you know, yep. <laughs> I hate that Asian racist. <laughs> oh, he has a job. It's just, but it was covered. Like ESPN covered. I mean, ESPN covered it. See, I just saw it on CNN. Fox covered it. 
They moved him to a different game. It's just, you know. But watch out for the thought police, man. You know, and I'm ready. I am ready. I am ready to go completely postal and make everybody. And the funny thing is you can't fight logic with somebody that emotional, somebody that off the edge, somebody who believes that hardly in something. You can't. It's like having faith in religion. Now, certainly, if you got faith in religion, God bless you or Allah or Vishnu or Shiva, whatever it is, you know, that's great that you have that that belief. But if you have that kind of belief about issues, then you're insane because you can't be you can't be talked about. You can't you can't be negotiated with. And issues can be changed. Issues should be negotiated. Uh, I think we should all be able to say things I agree with <laughs> on that note. But no, I'm going to take my first break. I was going to play a game, but I'm go- I got to take my first break because I've got two guests and I want to make sure I have plenty of time for them. I've got Alana Foden and Jessica Babylon joining me and they're going to tell us a little bit about what they got coming up. It's uh, it's a very, very interesting thing. So, so uh, they'll be joining me right after the break. You are listening to Radio Irregardless and we'll be right back. The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road (laughs) because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we are back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. You listen to radio, irregardless, irregardless is even a word, which means this is even a show, which means you are just in the black hole of nothingness. What are you doing? It's not giving you any advantages in the world, except maybe a few laughs. Enjoy. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the Skype and phone line, I'm doing it all tonight. Jessica Babylon and Elena Elena Sesco. Now I have to clarify something. I have to clarify something. Alana, is it Sesco or Foden now? It's Foden. It is Foden. Now why was it Sesco? It was Sesco because I was married. Okay, I got it. All right, so all right, so it's it's Jessica Babylon and Alana Foden, everybody. Yes, and that's my wonderful crowd. They're in studio. Watch how they behave. Behavior. Shut up. See, they're fucking good. And I love them. So, <laughs> so uh, before we get into anything, <laughs> this is kind of a first for me. I have not, I mean, I've had two guests on the show at the same time. But usually when I have guests on the show, they're both calling through Skype. And Jessica is on Skype. And Alana, you are through the phone. So I'm going to work my magic, my octopi hands on my mixers and my buttons and not on myself. I'll be working on <laughs> that out. So I get everybody talking at the same time. So why don't we start? Because I used to do this when I had two guests. I start in alphabetical order. And because Alana is A and Jessica is J, we're going to start with Alana. So Alana, tell myself and my lovely listeners about you, who you are, what you do. And my lovely and long, sure. long pauses are good you. too. Who you are, what you do. Yeah, long, long pauses are fantastic for radio. I've heard that. Excellent. Awesome. Is it called Dead Air? It's, it's yep, awesome. Yep. It started off with Dead Air. It's called Make, make the fantastic. Host Panic a Little. <laughs> so, oh, so sorry. So, I, uh, 
I live in Hudson, New Hampshire. I grew up here. I have three amazing, amazing children. And pretty much all my life, since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And uh, huge dreams, big problems, <laughs> terrified, terrified of public speaking. Like, I would rather have a minor car accident or a colonoscopy. <laughs> um, the, you know, the thought of it would just make my heart race. One of the first times I had to speak publicly, um, you know, my, my throat got all caught up. I could hear my heart pounding in my ears and then my nose started to run my eyes started the water basically i was crying uh and the judge reduced my fine so <laughs> it can't help me um and then you know a couple years went on and and my kids were young and i remember my life was like that talking head song like this is my wonderful life this is my beautiful house and um i was looking for a way to kind of chase that dream of being a comedian and i'd intended um, an Athena's Home Novelties party, and where the woman was presenting. No, what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said a, a, Athena's. Athena's. Yeah, Athena's Home Novelties. Yeah. After the Goddess of Wisdom, and I watched the woman present, and I was just in awe of her because she was so confident and poised and saying penis, vagina, anus. And I thought, my God, if I could have words just roll off my tongue and practice in front of small groups of women, then maybe I could become a stand-up comedian. If, if penis could and roll out of your mouth sitting. that easily, you could be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, right. <laughs> roll off my tongue. Uh, and I, you know, I, I was shit-faced at the time, Mark, but I brought the whole idea to my therapist, and he thought it was a bad idea. So I fired him what? and I signed up. And what happened? Yeah, and that. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> what a dick, right? Yeah, I know. That's a douche and move. I, and for a while, I even had a crush on him. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, no, that's but not anyway. not based on what I know about you, and based on it sounds like an abusive relationship. But I'm glad you get out of it. <laughs> You're so funny. I um, well, I do remember at one point saying you know, telling my husband, I'm like, I, I think I have a crush on this guy. And he's like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, he listens to me. He goes, you pay him. And I'm like, I would pay you. I would pay you. That's anyway. actually, that's not uncommon um, because uh, when I had, yeah. I, I went to a therapist and I was like 22 and my girlfriend and I were having multiple problems. And uh, within two minutes, I was like, wow, she's hot. She and you know, and she was cute, but <laughs> but no, what it is, it's is, it's you get that attention, and they and you get that. It's it's and it's not very uncommon. It a lot of people kind of find their therapists attractive, or they they quasi. I mean, it's a you're yeah, in a very vulnerable spot anyway. That's why he's a dick for going. No, nah, no, nah, you're not funny. Right? What a, what a dick. That's a yeah. dick move. Yeah, That's, it was a dick move, and and um and but it was kind of you know what spurred me to to do it anyways. You know, yeah. when someone says no, apparently my personality is like, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was in 2003. And um, that same year, I took a comedy class. I performed at Comedy Connection in Boston, which sadly is no longer there. Uh -huh. I was awful. I was, you know, very, very awful, um, awful for a lot of years. Well, isn't that normal, though? I mean, no, you know, not for but me, I would it practice, wasn't. Nope. I would practice. Oh, <laughs> shit, you were a natural. I wasn't. No, well, I, it was <laughs> difficult, but I wasn't horrible. I've had horrible sets, but not the first one. So, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I think I am a better writer, and stage fright is still something that I still struggle oh, with. Okay. You know, it's still there. Yeah, but yeah. you also produce your yeah, own shows right. too. I mean, I've worked for you. Uh, yep, you have a I bunch of rooms it. in New Hampshire, and 
Yep. All, um, pretty much since I was 18 years old, I've been self-employed, and I treated comedy um, like a business. I treated Athena's like my like a business. Um, in Athena's, there's a lot of incredible, it's the majority of uh, women, but they kind of have a cheerleader-type personality. Uh, I'm a little more uh, nerdy. Uh, so I treat it like a business rather than a hobby. Yeah. And I did the same thing with comedy. Um, I knew, I didn't like the way the comedy world worked, um, that you had to bring like, like comedy connection. It was ridiculous. Like I had to bring 10 people yeah. who had to order two drinks and eat two salty dishes. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, know, the like, bringer shows. I made yeah. them hundreds of dollars for like five minutes. <laughs> Um, and I decided that I wanted to have a comedy room and do it my way and bring a genuine audience. And, um, you know, because in comedy, you start out, you're practicing, you're doing your five minutes, you kind of burn out your family and friends. (laughs) And by the time you're any good, they're like, you need new shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, they do. That's that's it. And then they wait to become a middle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love comedy. Um, I love selling sex toys uh i believe that my life <laughs> that is, is such, supposed to be. that is such a straight i love comedy i love selling sex toys <laughs> i do uh i just think i know that my life is about bringing more love and laughter to my world and, and to the people around me excellent excellent i'm now we, we we have you on now i did a show i did one of my first live remotes um, from uh, the room that you had in, is it Nashua? What was that place? The Yeah, that that was in, um, well, that was in Londonderry. That Londonderry. was Snappers in Londonderry. That was. Yep, they since gone out of business. My new Wednesday night room is the Anheuser-Busch in Merrimack, their beer garden. Oh, really? Which is gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. Um, it, it's just gorgeous. It, it's like you're in a church for beer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's still Budweiser. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel pretty close to God in there sometimes. <laughs> well, sometimes. it's funny. A lot of people get real and drunk, and the first thing they do is talk to God. Like, oh God, I'm going. <laughs> they do something, Mark. There though, they like chill the glasses so your beer stays ice cold. Oh, I love and, that. And uh, they're pretty awesome. Mugs. And then I have Soho in um, Hudson, which I, I hope to have you. I would love. To yeah, have you and I was supposed to be there. And, uh, I, I was supposed to be there last week. That's okay. And I got uh, my, I was supposed to do an afternoon gig and it changed into a night gig and you were very understanding. And I was like, I miss Soho. And I know that you guys had a, oh, a good yeah. time up there. I, I love, you know, I'm going into my fifth year there. Nice. Fifth year. And yeah, they're just starting to like me. So, so a couple things. I have you on for two reasons. One, because I've, I wanted to get you as a guest because I know we had talked when I was at Whippersnappers, but it wasn't a full-fledged interview. And I wanted you on the show irregardless of that that night um but another reason i have you on the show and the reason i have jessica babylon on the show um and we're going to hear from her in a second she's been very patient and very she she's been very quiet she's like i'm trying to be quiet i'm trying to be quiet she's she's so patient but uh we have jessica on she's awesome. but the reason we have jessica on is because you are going to be hosting a show that she is producing and i'm going to mm-hmm. turn it over right over to jessica now jessica you're jessica babylon and you're producing a show, and would you tell the listeners what that show is? The show is called The Lesbian Dating Game. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so funny to you, but that's all right. Because I love lesbians. Oh, okay. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not yeah, all no, them. we're not all that lovable. I, no. I, can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> you're just people like everybody else. You just It's the opportunity to go, well, <laughs> it's, always the, it's always the guy thing, doubled up. 
tripled up, yep, yep. quadrupled up, you know, because guys collect things. I still got my comic books, you know, wrapped in plastic. I don't read them as much, but I still got them. So it's, it's the same kind of thing. So is this the first time you've produced this show? Believe it or not, it is not the first time. Nice. Um, I believe it was 2000, might have been 10, okay. 2010 when I lived in Boston and um, I got this crazy idea because I went to speed dating. I like helped the companies that were running it. I participated and I was like, I'm an extrovert. I'm really good at, you know, small talk and making people pay attention and making them talk. Not everybody is good like that. There are some people who go catatonic when they're in the spotlight. And exactly. if they're, you know, face to face with somebody, especially if it's a cute somebody, they're just like, you might as well be drooling or peeing their pants <laughs> for all the, you know, like sometimes that's okay. But, you know, so I wanted to make a, a better, safer, more fun experience for, for women who want to date other women because we don't have a lot of those things. You go to a, a bar, <laughs> you get your beer goggles on and God knows what you're going to go home with. <laughs> most of the time uh that's the that's the coyote ugly joke right there yeah uh, you know the coyote ugly joke yeah the girl's so ugly you got to chew your arm off chew your arm off to get yeah. up from yeah jessica i'm very i'm very oh, old my I'm, God. I'm very old i mean I, I i i wrote that joke when it was a saber-toothed tiger that's how old that joke is oh, for me righty then. No. Oh, <laughs> and a lot of you've never heard that joke it doesn't sound like she'd heard that joke before. oh my god i can't <laughs> She's so naive. For a comedian to, yeah, she's a so bit. young and naive. She's so, you know, she got big eyes in the business and everything. She is, but, but you know, we call her the MILF. The, you know something? I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I got a wife, and I've told Alana. I go, she, I go, she's a hottie. <laughs> no, she's really a hottie, and it's it's weird. <laughs> like in comedy, if you're too if you're too attractive, you're not funny, and that's the rule. True. Because, we, and there was an old joke, we, we, we used to chant it, we go, you're too cute to be funny, you're too cute to be funny. And that's why I'm funny, because I'm not an overly good looking dude. <laughs> and ask anybody. You're good looking. No, I'm good no, looking under good certain looking. conditions. No, <laughs> And I was bet, I was much better looking years ago. Is that the beer goggles part? No. <laughs> like if I, um, like right now I'm letting my hair grow long, so my hair is very, I look like a mad scientist all the time. Not just in general. I use so much gel to keep my hair down. Um, because I haven't been at my back surgery, I haven't been able to work out, so I gained like 10 pounds. So there were conditional things under which I look much better. And uh, I look really good in clothes. Like I'm I can get really hot in clothes. It, that's a, that's the thing. It's like it like top button, boom, my god, he's hot. Second button, you're like, okay, third button, you're like, no, no, now it's starting to take a road. So that's what it, but I understand the whole, you know, um uh there's a club up in Maine, uh in a gunkwit that was starting to do comedy they booked it and then it didn't work and it, it's a gay club and i forget the name of it offhand because it doesn't do comedy there anymore but <laughs> it was it, it was like you walk in and everybody's gay and i've been in gay clubs before and it's and it's fine you know it's and i'm not you know i'm not homophobic i i know some people are some people afraid i'm like what are you fucking afraid of They're just people people are people are people but it's extreme either way so i would imagine that at a gay club, it would be just as extreme as in a hetero club with that type of aggressive nature posturing. Is that, am I out of line by suggesting that? No, I would say not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, I got the lesbian approved. Now, are you a lesbian, Jessica? Oh, yes. Okay. So I was going to say, now I get the, I get the L, I get the, uh, I would say the stamp of approval, but 
then there would be lick the stamp joke, and I don't want to get into that because it's really, it's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little over the top. Over the know. top, for, even for the <laughs> internet. So, so you're producing this show, and it's right. uh, it's August. I'm sorry, it's October 14th. It's it's a little bit yep. down the road. And where is it going to be? Uh, Valentino is in Hudson. It's uh, one of the venues that Alana books for, and uh, they're they've been really great uh, so far. Uh, willing to work with us, and so. uh, I think I had the. I think I had. Well, I know it's on Facebook, but a quick search of Facebook because I know there's a link and all that. Um, but what, what, what if you were going to find it on Facebook? What would you? What would you do the search? Lesbian dating game. That's it. So you, all my yeah. listeners, they can go right on. And you can go on Facebook, and of course, um, now do you have a production company that does this, or do you have a? No, this is me. This I, is just I, you. Well, so here's the thing. So I created it and I produced it. The first time I, I did three shows down in the Boston area and I actually was the, the I was doing what Alana is going to do. I call it the MC. Um, sort of a, so it's sort of a game show mm-hmm. and sort of a speed dating event and a variety show. And actually, I guess I should probably tell you what it is. Yeah, let's, it's, go, th- it's let's go through it a little uh, bit. I'm curious It's fairly unique. So we have a combination of... Um, uh, we have contestants and they've got questions that they're going to answer. So we get them up on the stage, put a spotlight on them and they answer questions that have been, um, they've already gotten the answers to the questions. So we ask them and they tell the audience about themselves and um, the audience members have a chance to ask questions of the contestants. And they don't don't know those questions though. Correct. That's okay. just sort of a, a, a grab bag of, oh gosh, keep yep. it clean, but but fun. And you hope you don't get anybody who's uh, really in a problem. As Alana, um, as Alana has proven that can be very funny itself. Yeah. Uh, so right. the, the game show part comes in. Uh, all of the audience members have cards where they can fill out their name and contact info. And then the name of the contestant they want to go on a date with. So they'll go and put the card in the box of the contestant they want to go on a date hold on, with. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. There's okay. a punchline right there, and I'm going to stop on the punchline. So. <laughs> you, you may. I was going to leave that to the <laughs> imaginations, but, you know, sometimes. It was, you yeah. left it wide open, pardon the I secondary part. But you, they, so they fill in the contestant, not the contestant's box. There's a box in front of the contestant's. Right, gotcha. and, and, and we're asking them to fill out their contact info, and yeah, the the, the contestants keep their pants on, so it's literally a box. So that's a bullshit game, Jessica. That's a bullshit game. I know. You know, I go to Whole Foods, and I can actually pick up the food, and I can check it out. Even chicken is wrapped in plastic, so I know what I'm buying. That is that true. is an unfair advantage. But you know, I think it would be really uncomfortable to have everybody in a gynecologist table just to. You know, oh my God! No, it wouldn't. Look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. No, I, I think that's. I think that show would go over well in like China right. but, uh, or Japan. <laughs> they do crazy stuff like that. Like they those people do. Who put an abortion on TV that, oh. to get ratings. That's crazy. I you know so, so I can see killing somebody on television. That I can say. I can't see well, that. Certain other stuff. people. Yep. You know. I. 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 I would. Oh, I, I mean, would, like random killings. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> not no, like a game no, show, like a lottery or something. Definitely have to be calculated. So to continue, <laughs> the <laughs> the contestant at the end of the night who gets the most um, uh, contact information, most cards, wins a date prep package. And we've got uh, Alana's company, Princess Goddess, with mm-hmm. her. Uh, she's putting in uh, sex toys. We haven't made up the complete package yet. I'm going to contribute my consulting services. Um, 
I started this out as as consulting for lesbians who want to learn how to date better because I figured out after 10 years that we don't do it very well. We don't have any rules. We don't have any, there's no, like the man pays for the dinner and then he gets his reward. We don't have that rule book. Hold on a second. What happened? What? What? Man pays for the, wait, you know the guys that go and pay for dinner and then they hold out their hand, like you're going to put your boob in it because they decide to get a reward for buying you dinner. Like that chauvinistic. I I never got that. (laughs) That was a rule. Fuck. What happened? I just got married. I blew by all that shit. What happened? These straight women friends that go through this all the time. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And and I've had people tell me, why don't you tell men how to date? I'm like, because they're hard of learning. Oh, it's true. Now I see it. Now (laughs) I see it. Really hard. Well, you know something? If I think whoever asks should pay the date. Not, Absolutely. Yeah, but if you, you pay go, yeah, for the sure, date, you go Dutch. if I ask you to yeah. go to the movies, I expect to be buying your ticket. That's that. I, but yeah. but straight women are so used to men buying everything that if a, a, a former straight woman decides she wants to experience or she figures out, oh shit, I'm gay, and she goes on a date with a woman, it's kind of like, uh, where does that? Who? How does that? I, really? Is it that confusing? I, don't the rules? I, I would think the rules just would go through. Um, yeah, I right, but if you're used to a certain way, of, I'm sorry, I'm of, sorry Al- Alana, what did you say? I said, where are these men who pay for everything? I, not, <laughs> not me. If I, I when I was dating, I would ask. If I asked, I paid, but I never expected anything. Like if I mean, well, I, I was really good at. I, I mean, I was a great first date. Second date, I was like decided if I want to hang out or not. I was like that quick, but I never expected to get laid in the first date. I never got laid in the first date. Well, yeah, I never got laid in the first date, and my wife might be listening. So, no, honey, I never got laid in the first date, except with you. I mean, oh, no, that came out wrong. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to Jessica. So, no, that, that's, I find that fascinating that, well, so that here's the there are a different set of though. rules. Well, and, and Alana, men yes. are conditioned to go for what they want, to yeah. ask women on dates, to pursue what they want. Women are raised to accept a date. Therefore, if you have a man who's raised to like Mark, if I invite you on, a, if I ask you on a date, I pay for stuff. Women aren't encouraged, and there it's changing. But traditionally, women were not encouraged to pursue a man. That was bad. You were a fresh girl or something gross and slutty if you did that. Yeah. So you have this overhanging sort of paradigm that that was expected of straight folks when they were dating. Is the man took her on a date? He asked her for. He asked her to go steady. Girls didn't do that. So you still have a lot of that hanging over things. I think the millennials are going to tear the shit up and make it, you know, flip it on its head. I think that's awesome. Well, but they're <laughs> the still... same is. But what about the? See, I find that fascinating. I'm a I'm a big fan of you, you know history, and yes, mm-hmm. in the fifties that was very typical. The sixties it got flipped on its head. The seventies it got flipped on its head. In the eighties it went back to that. Yep. Everything is old. Everything old is new again. Bell bottoms are coming back. Like. Yeah. And and I feel like at some point it's just going to topple itself and we're going to have to start anew. So the point is, lesbians, uh, gay men are their own world. I I I can't even. I won't. <laughs> well, I've but, got a I've got a couple of gay friends. Uh, yeah. Actually, a married couple. They're gay, and I have friends in the city. And I've and it's it's actually the the man woman thing isn't so much the man woman thing anymore it's the masculine feminine the dominant or the submissive and that's what it kind of turns into so 
he does that a lot of times in relationships, not as much in, in dating, although that is a that's a dynamic that we've sort of had to copy because we haven't had anything else. And I'm talking about the lesbian community specifically, or even bisexuals. The, the queer community hasn't really had any other sort of role modeling of it, but the masculine and the feminine, the male and the female. Well, is, there, is there more than God that? Help you when there's, yes, because when there's transgender folks involved in every, all cards are off the table. I <laughs> uh, see. I don't, I, I, that's, I never understood that. I mean, God, whoever carries that, uh, God bless them. I just don't get it. I mean, because even if you're transgender, you're not both. You're one or the other. You're always one or the other. You're never both. You're, no, there, you can't there be are both. actually, actually, it, it's, you want history? Go back to the Native Americans. And I don't want to be a historical lecturer here, but, but they're called two spirits and they were intersex and they were accepted as both male and female or neither, whatever they preferred. And in the Native American, I am part Native American, in that society, in that culture, they were considered sacred. So, so, so yes, there are people who identify as neither because your gender is a, so your sex, your biological sex is different from your actual gender, which is a societal norm. So, so we expect people with a penis to be this way and act this way and look this way and dress that way. And people with a vagina to do the, uh, the opposite pretty much. But I don't, I don't but know if I expect it. I think it, it, <laughs> it's not a natural thing. It's not a nat it's not based on nature. It's based on what okay. humans in this society have said this is the norm. And so the rest of us are deviants, whether you're a lesbian or gay or you dress like a boy or dress like a girl and you're a boy. That's all part of that. I don't know. That's I think there's deviancy heterosexual wise too. I don't I don't I mean deviancy <laughs> is deviancy. I don't think it's a eh. <laughs> well, what I Are you screening people for this? <laughs> You're making them wear clothes, first of all, which I think is bullshit. Yes. Back to that. But uh, how do you how do you pick your contestants? Um, it's it's fairly easy. Uh, right now, what we're looking for is uh, the demographic that is most marketable. So so we need to fill the audience with you know mostly single women who want to date other women because if we have a bunch of guys, no one's going to get a date. Neither the guys nor the contestants. So the contestants are, we're looking for ages between 21 and say 50 or so. Um, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd love it if they didn't have a criminal record because if you get found <laughs> my age <laughs> you sounded so hopeful just then I, know, I hope there's not a criminal <laughs> but how do you like you know i i, I don't I, so we don't dig that deep mainly it's you know are you interested in dating women do you have any experience you know are you like a, a katie perry like you're gonna go and mess with people or are you actually like looking for dates to have a relationship with somebody eventually uh, that's really what we want and then you know do you have a job do you have a yeah. car are you gonna be you know, looking for a sugar mama, like, and then we get into the questions from the audience and they can ask what they want to know. But my contestants are going to be what I consider dateable material. Nice. So, and then, so then, no, that all, that all sounds fantastic. I know we're joking a little, then we got a little serious now, but we're back to joking. <laughs> now we're talking about it. No, it's good. It's a nice, nice range. Um, and again, it's October 14th. I want to say again. Yep. Yeah, because I, I actually, I should have opened it. I didn't open it. Bad host. Bad hair. <laughs> Bad host. There we go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get uh, I'm gonna get the better chat. I'm going to get the actual link, and I'm going to put it up in the chat uh, so my listeners can actually see that. So I'm going to do that, and while we do that, I'm going to take our second break, and we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more to Jessica Babylon and Alana Foden. See, I got to say that right now. I'm so used to Susco. <laughs> 
You are listening so to fine. Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. On this episode of Real Celebrity Rumors, The Flintstones. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was canceled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came, when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from, an apatosaurus. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book. Yabba Dabba Do's, and Do Nots. My life, as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in Bedrock. And on the next Real Celebrity Rumors. The Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, spice, and not everything nice. This is Chris Gagney. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia on channel... Is there any channel? I missed up the Pizza Hut buffet just to do an internet radio show on a freaking Wednesday night. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, Jessica Babylon. And on the phone, Alana Foden. <laughs> there we go. And you guys are still there, right? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. we didn't lose you. So, so now that we're back and we, we went kind of full circle, uh, I actually put the uh, I, I put the link in the chat line and uh, so that the listeners can do And, you know, so we can do a follow-up, too. I would love to hear more about this as it gets closer. And, again, it's October 14th, which is a Saturday night, and it's the lesbian dating game, uh, and Jessica Babylon is producing that. Now, now Jessica, you said that you've done this a few other times, and why have you hosted it every time before? I did. I, I did the MC bit. And, um, you know, I'm okay on stage. I can get through it in my head. I am like, I'm hyperventilating. I, I'm just having a panic attack, <laughs> but I do it and it's fine. We've got video, except for the time when I made a fat joke before I realized that I'm not fat anymore and I got booed. So don't do that. Make sure if you're making a joke, it's an appropriate. I didn't realize I had no clue. That's body image is ridiculous. So I'm not fat. I can't tell people I'm fat because I get in trouble from fat people. So Oh, I gotta leave it there. Is your picture I've got on the that uh, on video? It's on video. It's, it's okay. horrible. I was gonna say I, uh, your picture. I, now I know oh, that crap. Alana's gonna be hosting it, so her picture is probably gonna be up on the web. Are you gonna put your picture up on the website as well? Probably not. No. <laughs> I, I don't photograph very well. Alana is photogenic, and she's beautiful, and she's a milf, and she's um, just amazing. She, her talent is. And her head oh, is swelling. Her he her ego now will not <laughs> let her go out the door, so now she's a captive. Um, I asked her to MC because I've seen her on stage, I've seen her present, I've seen her shows for a number of years now, and I just, I love it every time she gets up. She's amazing. So I thought, oh, let me get a professional. <laughs> let me get somebody who's good at this and likes to do it. I think she likes to do it. And, um, I love and, it. And would do it better than I could. Nice. And then I, because I have the ideas and I have the show, you know, in my head, I created it and I can now, the idea is to franchise it using Alana's Princess Goddess product. There you go. And we're going to ship this all over the frigging country. Ellen DeGeneres is going to have us on her show and promote us. Yes. And yeah. now, now Alana, uh, you are not, uh, you are not gay. You're not a lesbian. So, and are you an honorary? Not yet. Are you, are you bringing, are you welcomed into the community? <laughs> 
<laughs> as an honorary gay. I, I mean, I've gotten that. Pre- I, I got know, a certificate, I, by the way. I've been let into the community be- when I was younger and better looking. Now they're like, no, we don't. We have too many bears. We don't need any. We need some foxes. We don't need any bears. Is the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, but <laughs> no. Say fox, so <laughs> everybody wants a fox. I, 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 I love women. You know, I, I love working with them. And in Athena's majority of my team is women, and I love the energy of hanging around just all all women. I when I do parties, it's it's almost all girls, and I love the camaraderie. I I love the the sharing and the caring and the gathering together and and the feel good of it. And uh, I'm not a lesbian, uh, but I love women. And uh, in comedy, I get to work with all men, majority. And that gives me a good yin and yang, I think, and a good balance to my life. There's pros and cons um, to both. I, I love I love men as well. Um, as far as uh, intimacy goes, I... Wait, are, I we, are we going down that road? I asked you about hosting. This is- we're, we're not. <laughs> Wow. I, I was going to have a safe internal word. landscape. Yeah, and, and favorite position, by the way, just while we're on topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the well, wheelbarrow. The cowgirl really annoys me because, you know, I don't, I like to watch Wait, television. Sporting Yeah. Yeah. The reverse cowgirl works, then. The reverse cowgirl completely works, yes. I've never been a fan of the wheelbarrow. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. And the pile driver, just, I don't see a reason for that. Unless you're on WWE, you know. <laughs> well, if they're doing that on WWE, that's a different show. <laughs> and I know my listeners are probably going to write out the most obscene things right when I'm going into it. But so, Alana, you're going to be hosting the event and you're emceeing it. Um, now, what are you? Yep. And now, you've never done one of these before, right? No, this will be my first time, and I'm really excited about it. So, what are you, uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking yeah. forward to? Uh, you're going to be like, who is the old show? Um, who was the dating game host? Uh, what's his name? Not. Uh, oh my God. Oh. Chuck Woolery uh-huh. was Love Connection. Oh, why can I, I not remember his name? Anyway, you know which was Chuck Barris. Not- Actually, Chuck Barris uh, wrote the dating game. He invented the dating game. Which I didn't know that same guy in the Gong Show. He did Dating Game, which was ridiculous. Anyway, oh. what do you uh, now? Now you've hosted events before. You don't. You're not only just a stand-up comic, of course. You you've produced shows and things like that, and you've also hosted uh, different uh, different shows as well. Correct? Yeah, I love um, creating the space. Uh, my favorite thing to do is is fundraising and charity events, and really bringing people together to celebrate or do something positive. Have you ever noticed, because you're, you're a professional comic as well, Mark, especially when you go to some of these really great events, people, the energy in the room is palatable. You know, it just, I can remember at one event from the stage, just looking out and seeing literally the glow of humanity, Mm. you know, it is such a good feeling. And, um, I'm looking forward to hosting this event because it's something new. It's something different. I think it's something that, um, believe it or not, I think Hudson, New Hampshire is ready for this. (laughs) Uh, it'll, it'll be a, a positive, creative fun evening that brings women together to meet other women and hopefully, um, you know, have a, or form a relationship from it. So yeah. that brings more love. That is totally in alignment with my purpose. 
well, I'm really excited about it. And Je- uh, Jess is a visionary. She doesn't want to do just one event. She wants to events across the United States yeah. and put it together in a package and franchise it and then take it to TV. And I love partnering with her and I love dreaming big. And that sounds like fun for me. Yeah. So, well, I got, yeah. I got, I got two yeah. questions first. Um, uh, and the, the more prevalent question, is there a big gay community in Hudson, New Hampshire? Or is, <laughs> why did you pick Hudson, New Hampshire? Is that like, I mean, there's a gay community everywhere, but I didn't know if it's, you're like, well, Hudson, uh, there may be a lot of gays there. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah, well, we did it here just simply because it's a venue that I um, do host events at um, that are very open. I, I yeah. host uh, sex toy bingos there, and they uh, bingo. Open Productively for us, sex toy exactly. bingo. Sex toy bingo, which brings grandma, a, it, it brings bingo. it brings a completely different definition to O twenty five. You would not know it's O sixty nine. The audience goes. The numbers crazy, don't go high. That really. they don't go that high. Anyway, and the second question I had is yeah, is now now the listeners may not know this because I've got you know I'm dealing with uh, I have you on the phone and I have Jessica through Skype. But you guys, now my listeners, you might be hearing this high-pitched noise in the background going, Mark, what is that? Is he outside? No. There are, are there birds? You have birds in the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell me about your birds. I've never considered a bird a pet. That's why I'm fascinated by this. They're, they're, okay, yeah. They're, they're not my birds. They're my roommate's birds. They're your roommate's birds. And um, <laughs> birds I love like? them, and I think even when she moves out, I will probably get birds. Which means we will not be doing another podcast from the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking birds. They shit everywhere. Jessica is not a fan of the birds. Bass <laughs> whistles. I, every time, I never bird, feel yeah. I walk out the door headed to a show, <laughs> and I hear from behind, and is I'm it, like, that's for it ever. And then, really? And then the bird you don't need a bird for that, sweetheart. <laughs> You know, so we could we could do a video Skype before you do a show every night, and I can do it for you, and it's easier. You don't need paper in a cage, and I mean, yeah, you probably need paper in my cage, but you don't need paper in the cage. I was just would love that. That'd be the highlight of her night. I just never saw birds as pets. I don't get it. I don't like animals in cages, so and especially a bird. Yeah, these birds are interesting, and through their rescues. And we do let them fly around the house. And uh, I, I will tell you, she left the door open one tool away, and, and she came to me in tears, and I was just like, it's gone. It's <laughs> a bird. That's what it does. There's no fences in the sky. I'm like, there's no fences. I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, it's old. It'll probably just venture downhill. But it's oh, fuck. Birds, you birds, and... no, birds just like, free guys. Fucking sympathetic. <laughs> Yeah, so but I, totally I put the word out through social media and told some friends. And, you know, does the bird have a bird Facebook and, uh, How's the they bird found the bird. They found the bird. Um, the Hudson Police Department did, yeah. No. And I had to go down and bail Buddy out of jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the animal control officer, um, I had to charm her. And uh, luckily... Oh, I bet you did. Charming. <laughs> I, I really did. I and, and she was hardcore. Like, I had to prove that Buddy was mine. And, you know, I'm afraid of the bird. <laughs> Oh, how do you... And the bird bites. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and she was feeding it jalapeno and what? Uh, birds are pretty. Uh, yeah, birds are pretty interesting. They don't have taste buds. Um, they can't have grapes and they can't have avocado. We are really going. We are really going the festival. gamut of conversation here. We went from yeah, gay mean, rights to rewriting history to to cat to birds. Let's to, go to the birds. <laughs> You know, some let's do this again. Uh, you guys can uh, now, Alana. You have a you have a production. It's uh, what what's the name of your production company? So the listeners can check that out as well. Comedy on purpose. It's comedy on purpose, and you book shows, and you have a website, and you have a website as well. Yeah, don't. It's um the the website's really ugly, so I don't think anyone should look at it honestly. Uh, but I do have feel about my face. A very active Facebook page. That well, that's that. So you can find uh, Alana, 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 and I want to say I, I keep wanting to go with Susco always, but Alana Photo. You can find her on uh, Facebook, and let me spell out her name for the for the listeners that might be doing the uh, the podcast. That's Alana A L A N A. Susco. I know I still have a Susco in my phone. No, it is. it's Foden. F O D E N. Is it E N or O N? It's E N. Ian. Okay, Alana Foden. And you can check her out. Not only is she a great comic, but she produces her own shows and all that. And Jessica, are you on Facebook as well, or people don't want to freestock you? <laughs> uh, I have my my lesbian dating game page. That's, so. a, that's enough for everybody right there. So, yep, so you guys check that out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take our third and final break. And when I come back, we're going to ask my guest I, what I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we will be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the phone line, Alana Foden and, Je- and on the Skype line, Jessica Babylon. And the reason they're here is because they are promoting their show that Jessica's producing and Alana is hosting. It's the Lesbian Dating Game, and that's going to be in Hudson, New Hampshire on October 14th. And that's all. F- I didn't write anything down. This is just, I'm right off the cuff. But And we've had a great show so far. Oh, my God, really touching stuff. And the, the birds have been executed, so there's no more bird noise. <laughs> that works out nice. <laughs> so um, before I let you guys go, we'll ask up more questions about the promotion and stuff like that. But um, if you would, please tell me and my lovely listeners about your first times, your best times, and your worst times. Now, I, we're going to start with Jessica because I started with Alana as the intro. So Jessica, please tell us about your first time. Well, I'll relate it directly to uh, the reason you got me on your show. Um, it was the, I think it was the the inaugural um, production of the Lesbian Dating Game, which was in Somerville. And uh, I had a full house. It was sold out. I had amazing contestants. And um, it was, by all accounts, a, a great success. 
um, it just felt really good to have put this all together, literally on a shoestring budget, like mm. this to print business cards. I printed out the flyers. I made all my friends come help. We had a, a house band. It was great. And it just, it was, it was perfect. And I was like, oh, maybe this could work. Nice. I think that was, yeah, that was the best. I actually have thought you were going to say, in keeping with the thing, I was gonna, my first time on dating, I was like, I thought you were going in that direction. I was like, is she going to tell us the first time she went on a date with a girl? I was like, that was kind of cool. Oh, shit. Are you kidding? No. I'd have to go back to high school. That's fine. <laughs> That's It would have been fun, but, you know, maybe we'll break it up. We'll figure it out. No, Alana. <laughs> Now you kind of you, you said a little bit about it first time, but please go in more depth. Tell us about your first time, uh, more of the details about it. So the first time I did an Athena's party, I remember I was so nervous. My kids were like, "Can we go to the park?" And I'm like, "No, we can't do anything. I have a party tonight," you know. And I took because um, I was terrified, just yeah. terrified, and um, I. I uh, was so nervous, my hand sh- shook the whole time, and I think the girls thought the dildos had more power. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the I, these batteries, what kind of batteries it. do I need? It's really moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got through it, and it was a real, you know, it was like I lived, you know, I lived, and mm. the money mm. I earned was like a week's pay for me to do it in one night, and um, so, I, you know, I knew if I could do it once, I could do it again and wow. I could do it better and just keep improving. I and, didn't know uh, there was that much money in dildos. I was so. terrified. I was terrified. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. huge, it's a huge market, market in dildos. Huge, big, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Yes, I did. <laughs> so yeah, now see, that's great. Cause Alana, you can do, pull from stand up or from the, uh, you know, from the, uh, the sex story parties and a week's pay, my God, well, like yeah. I know those real dolls are expensive, but I never considered <laughs> buying one. Cause I don't know. I have a real woman <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's better to go with plastic or, but since we have, since we're already with Alana talking about your first time, now What's tell the- us, tell us about your best time. Okay. And um, just to finish on where you were, uh, we don't sell plastic dolls yet. And um, well, no, I think the thing is always better. Yeah, yeah always, always, always better. So the worst, the worst party, probably uh, one of the worst. That's a horrible parties. disclaimer for a sex star party. These are great, but the real thing is yeah. so much better. <laughs> the real thing is so much better. Yeah, but but and keep in mind. Well, I, I, what I was going to add to that is just be sure you you uh, have a flared base mark. Just have a flared base. Have a you flared, don't want to be one of those. Stories. A flared base. Yeah, flared. A flared flared base for safety, honey. Your I, prostate stimulation band. I have no so idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, I'm so why sorry. why is the host uncomfortable? One of my parties. <laughs> a flanged base. Wait. We can get into that another time. No, we're not going to get into it at all. We're going to move on quick because I'm uncomfortable. I just oh, came right, from the doctors gonna... today. I had a physical. He didn't do oh, anything. I'm so sorry. Are you still sore? Oh, no, okay. no, I'm not 50 Hi. yet. I don't need the finger thing yet. So, uh, and nor have I attempted. And I'm not homophobic. I just I don't like I don't like fingers in my eyes or my ears or my mouth. I don't like that shit. I just everything's <laughs> coming out of me. Nothing's going in. That's that's the way I. I don't like needles, and those are small. I don't know how chicks take it. I don't understand. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. Worst segue that ever. Awesome. <laughs> so, so no, I'll tell you this. So I showed up at a party once, and um, 
they were like, come on in, come on in. And I look around and it's like, it was co-ed and I'm like, it wasn't supposed to be co-ed, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, they thought I was, um, Anna and I'm like, no, it's Alana. And they're like, Oh, okay. And, uh, and then they, they like had all this crystal laid out and a full family dinner. And I'm like, well, I thought, you know, where do, where do you want me to set up? And they're like, well, you can just go wherever. And then literally I was there for a full five minutes before I realized I was at the wrong house. What the f- And they welcomed. Wait a minute. Is this the best story? Probably. Did they- and they <laughs> in because they were meeting a brother's oh girlfriend God. for the first time and what? they thought I was that girlfriend. <laughs> and then they're like, you can stay because we hit it off like famously. Oh my God. Like, they were so nice to me. This... And then I'm like, no, I gotta go. People are expecting me. Like, I gotta pack up my dildos and go. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst best story or the best worst story. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my God, that is hysterical. No, Je- can you, so nice. Jessica, can you top that? What's your best story? <laughs> Um, you're going to have to compete with the birds or the birds are competing with me. They oh, have gotten fine. angry. I didn't even find out what kind we of birds they were, by the way. Real life angry birds and no pigs. It's kind yeah, of funny. I know. Let's just throw a brick at them. Uh, <laughs> with what, what are we on now? <laughs> we're, on, we're off. Well, technically we're off of dildos and now we're on to your story. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm afraid my story doesn't include a lot about dildos. That's, so that's, you, you can go back to being comfortable on your show now. That's um, <laughs> yes. Well, since I skipped out on telling you about my first date, I'll tell you about one of my best dates. Um, as far as egos go, I met a girl for coffee. I was living up in Manchester, New Hampshire. So, yes, there are lesbians in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, and actually, I went to Boston because there's not a lot of them. And the ones that were there, I'd already dated them all. <laughs> so, You've exhausted the market. The supply was... The supply was um, yeah, I was tapped out. So I, I migrated funny. to Boston, and I would. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an hour drive, so I would drive down and meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met this girl for coffee, and she's already at the cafe, and she's got a coffee. And she, I walk up to the table, and she like spits out her coffee. She just spit take on you. Yep, and I was like, uh, "Are you all right?" But she's like, "I, I was just so astounded by how cute you are that I spit up my coffee." I'm like, "I think that's a compliment. Hubba, I'm going to take that as a compliment." Yeah. Yeah, I'll put that in the wind column. Um, so it was just, it was the very start of my sort of dating people careers. I, I had a, a long, long history of I'd meet somebody, I'd find something nice about her, and then we'd move in together. So the lesbian. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So I didn't grow up dating. I just went for it. Like, I don't do anything half-assed. I go all the way. So when I got to, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm single. Boston has a ton of lesbian population. It's like a smorgasbord. So I'm just going to go okay. for it. I'm going to everybody I can find. And I did. 450 dates later. No way. Really? <laughs> Kid you not. Kid you not. 400. So I wrote a book. I wrote a book, and then I started. When do you have the fucking time? <laughs> <laughs> fucking four hundred. Sleep with all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Date doesn't I, mean. I, sex, no, no. So. I'm not even suggesting that. I'm talking about dating 450 people. When did you have the time? Well, yeah, I would be exhausted. Date. That's first dates. Well, I'm oh. an extrovert. I'm an extrovert. That's my juice. That's my battery. Is meeting people and oh. and getting to know them and and drawing out the shy ones and. I meet for coffee. Like a date is is coffee, so it's an hour in a coffee shop, and then it's like, oh, you're really unattractive. Bye. Oops. Or yeah, you just said something really horrifying. 
I'm going to run away now. Oh my God. But I honed my sort of, you know, abilities and, and I made friends and I started to tell them, you know, well, this is what I would do and that's what to look for and here's how to play that. And it just kind of snowballed into becoming a date doctor. Nice. And so I'd help other women figure it out because like I said, from the from 450 dates, I learned that we don't do it very well. <laughs> we don't know how. <laughs> so somebody needed to step up and, and start teaching it. And who better to teach it than someone who's actually gone out and done it in person, you know, been rejected, yeah. been successful. And I will add, I am successful. I have been dating the same dating. I've been in a relationship with my one and only for almost four years now. So it works. Can I get Can married? You? Gonna get, is that going to be the, the icing on the cake? I no. Neither one of us are big on the whole marriage thing because it it's kind of crappy as it exists. So we're happy just to be together. <laughs> Look, you can, well, you know something, uh, Jess, Jessica. You can redefine it. Yes, that that would be wonderful. I could, but I'm working uphill. I'm Sisyphus pushing the stone up the hill. I, it's too much. There's too much. Uh, first of all, first of all, my listeners would maybe one of them might know who Sisyphus is. I know who Sisyphus oh. is, but you know, so Sisyphus <laughs> was a, a person, a man who was pushing a large boulder up a hill, and that was his penance. It was, he was being punished by the gods, I believe it was. Every time he got to the top, it and it would roll all down. the way down. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's just, just I try to educate my listeners. They're not the brightest bulbs, anyway. So. Sorry. But nice. So since we're on you, now we've heard about mm. your first and your best. Now, please tell us about your worst, because we love misery, and misery loves company. <laughs> you know, everybody always wants to know what my, like, worst horrible date story is, and I think I've been really lucky, where I've had minor stalkers, but nothing that was... <laughs> Maybe because I didn't date guys. Well, yeah, but minor like, minor stalking is like a stalk. little pregnant. It's it's you're stalking, you're stalking. It's, it's you no, know, it was more like you didn't get the message until my friends decided to beat you up. Kind of like I wasn't in any danger. It was just really annoying. Um, <laughs> that kind of minor stalking. Mm. You know, nobody got violent. They didn't actually beat her up. They just threatened. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay, worst one. <laughs> And, and, and it was kind of vindicating in a sense. So I'd gone on a date with this girl and there was no real chemistry. We just played pool for the evening and she was kind of cool, but definitely in a, you know, I'll be your friend sort of way. She had told me that she was single on Craigslist. Yeah, I'm not dating. Blah, blah. <laughs> so we go on this date and it's, you know, over and done with. A couple of weeks later, I go to one of the bars in JP that hosts a, a women's night called the Milky Way or not the Milky Way, the Midway. And uh, <laughs> that's a Freudian. The damp, ha, 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 ha. No, just another bar called the Milky Way right near the it. The barking cat would be the other one. I would call. Oh, good lord! The purring dog. The um, purring dog. Yep, that's all. That's an all gay club, guy club, not gay club. Gay guy. Maybe it's a gay. Anyway, your story was um, okay. You're getting kind of convoluted. Breathe. You're okay. It's okay. <laughs> I promise. Uh, so I go to this this club night, and it's basically really small space, and you just crammed in like cheek by jowl, like sardines. Mm. Um, and there's this woman who's kind of bigger than me, and I'm I'm not small. I'm five eight. I, I I you know, and she's just like staring daggers at me, and and I got sick of it. So I walked up and I was like, "What the? What's your deal? What's your damage? You went on a date with my girlfriend." I'm like, "Well, who the hell's your girlfriend?" Blah 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 blah. And 
oh, yeah, she told me she was single. We played pool, and that was it, and that's all there's ever going to be of it. If you have a problem, oh, well, my girlfriend, she when we she makes me jealous by going out with other people. Well, that's your fucking problem, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to bring some shit, have a look around. I come here all the time. These girls over here will kick your ass, <laughs> so you need to squash it. Because all I have to do is be like, hey, and it's done. And so she like, we ended up becoming friends. And I was like, here, let me help you. Stop <laughs> dating this ridiculous, insecure moron. Go find somebody, you know, that's worth it. That's not going to play games like that with wow. you. <laughs> so it was kind of a like, it could have been a really bad situation. But I had backup and yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to face you down. Because if you're a bully, all it takes is somebody to be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny i should do a segment and go gays are just like us <laughs> it's like th that's the same story if i it would have been the, if, if it was me and another guy in a, in a club it's the exact same fucking story i think the rules see i love the rules it's just be the rules <laughs> <laughs> and we became friends it's fucking great <laughs> she was like Rah! yeah no, i have known guys like that too hey you talking to my girl uh yeah i said a hello <laughs> dipshit <laughs> Anyway, so now Alana, now now you now yeah. you can dwell from either comedy or your sex party. Sex party. <laughs> no, what are we on? Are we on? I don't know what on? we're on anymore. We're on the worst, and as, you can worst. draw from your worst I'll tell time. You the worst. Yes, your worst. I'll tell you, I'll, it's it's kind of why I want to be licensed to carry now, and I keep a taser, and I only buy good shoes. Mm. So I did a party in um, Lowell. And it was a birthday party. I think she said she was turning 32. And I went up kind of like, uh, it, the whole building was slanted. Like the stairs were slanted. It was an old, old building. And I got to the third floor and this kind of, well, what is the expression? It's like road hard, hung up wet. Person opened the yeah, door. Yeah, road, road, road hard and put away wet. <laughs> yeah. She had like missing teeth, spaghetti arms, and I'm like, I'm here for the birthday party. And she's like, that's me. And I'm like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. 32 years old. I can't believe it. And um, meth is so a I hell of a drug. More, more, <laughs> more, more healthy looking people like her. And it has the smell of, um, it wasn't exactly incense. It was more like something like burnt rock. It was more like, it was not good. Um, and then. I start, I start the demonstration, and this all of a sudden, this man comes running through in just boxers, and he comes on and he goes, I know you suck it! Where is it? Where is it? And then this, but, the, but the strangest thing is that nobody was phased at all. They, like, just ignored him. This is and normal. then it was like, he would just, he would just come through, and then, like, I would start again, and then he would be, I can do this to me all the time! I know you took it! And I'm thinking, God, he wants his drugs, you know, give him his drugs, just get this naked, ugly man away, and <laughs> oh, he's scaring me, and, um, and I couldn't get out of there fast enough, I really couldn't, and then um, they're like, you can bring your inventory, and I'm like, no, I'll just fill out your orders, and I'll go down to the car and get it, and then, you know, uh, come back, um, but anyways, when I, when I left, do you know what it was that he wanted? Binky? It was the remote control. Oh, the, <laughs> I, the, the you know something? I understand that, I get it. Control. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> my wife touches my Xbox control and I'm like, 
why the fuck is this moved? Why is this in a different place? Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was, oh it my was god! It, how did you find out? How did you find out it was the remote control? Um, because he he got it in the end, and then you know, but <laughs> he they got it in the end. But um, bump. Yeah, he got it in the end, and they. But the women, like they're like they were just like totally non-pulsed. Like he just loses his shit all the time, yeah. half naked. Oh my god! Through, and 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 he shouldn't have been nearly naked either. That's what I remember. You think? Like, like, yeah, he was like 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 a meatball. He was like a sweaty meatball. <laughs> and I was oh. like, I'm so glad I have my taser. I'm so glad he just is on test. <laughs> I'm going to taste the shit out of him. <laughs> those are great stories. I love those. I love stories like that. Good shoes. You know, and people yeah. people go, oh, the, you guys, you know, comics or entertainers, that didn't happen. It's like, yeah, that fucking happened. It happens all the time. It's great. All the time. Uh. Yeah. So guys, you know we gotta we're running just a little long, but I don't care because we we've had a great show. I really appreciate both you guys being on the show, uh, Jessica Babylon and Alana Foden. Guys, thank you so much. It's uh, it's been just uh, it's been a riot, and I'm I know that you're gonna get this sold out. It's gonna be amazing. Again, it's the lesbian dating game on October 14th in Hudson, New Hampshire, and we'll get I want to get you guys on before that too. We'll do a quick little promo. That'd be great. Totally down with coming back. Yeah, we'll we'll relocate. No birds. We'll find somewhere else. Yeah, we're gonna relocate. Oh my god! Mark, thanks so much for having us on radio, irregardless. Oh, thank you guys. Mark, all right, take care, guys. You as well. All right, bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. That was Alana Foden, and that was Jessica Babylon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, so fucking funny. Great stories, just great stories. Uh, so yeah, so uh, you got to go check that out, the lesbian dating game, and that's on Facebook, and you can find that on the lesbian dating game on Facebook, in case you wanted to go check that out, and that's in Hudson, New Hampshire, on October fourteenth. But yeah, I'll probably have the I'll probably have the girls back on. That was funny, but we won't do the birds, <laughs> not at all. So guys, I know we're running late, but thank you for hanging in there. Let me tell you where I'm going to be this weekend tomorrow during the day. Uh, I would be I'm doing a fundraiser during the day in North Kingston, Rhode Island. Uh, my Friday night unfortunately got canceled. I was supposed to be in Manchester, but that canceled due to the summer and low ticket sales. But you know, what are you gonna do? Saturday night, for those of you of my friends in the Boston area, I will be at Dick Doherty's Comedy Den that's just below Howl at the Moon uh, bar in the financial district. Uh, and then Monday, for my people up north, I'll be at the Portsmouth Brewery in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. It's been a fun show. As always, if you want to be a sponsor, you want to que- leave questions, comments, email the show, regardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Hey, guys, next week is August 30th. The anniversary hits before that, but next week I'm going to do a special Radio Irregardless anniversary show. We'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved.
Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just